we are going through a series called uh, Living Regret-Free. And what we're talking about, trying to discuss, is whether or not we can go through life from here on out, because we all have regrets from our past, things we'd wish we never bought, things we wish we never did, maybe relationships we wish we'd never started, maybe habits we wish we never started, right? We all have regrets. So from this point on, can we, we, can we live without regret? And we've, we've been discussing the possibility that, in fact, we can. We can live regret-free. And the way we do it is found in Ephesians chapter 5. It says, be very careful then how you live, okay? And then, and then it goes on, and here's the kicker, not as unwise, but as wise. And that's the new standard God is giving us to live. What, and we've been asking ourselves the question, what is the wise thing to do? And what that does is it cuts through all the garbage that our heart puts in, the, in place of what we should be doing, right? So what, what do we typically do with our heart? We say, oh, it just feels right. Oh, you know, this is what I have always wanted. I'm just following my dreams. I'm just, is there a Bible verse against it? No? Great. I'm, God must be all for it if he hasn't written a Bible verse against it. It cuts through all that and it begs the question, what is the wise thing for, for me to do? And what we've been doing is we've even kind of honed in on a little bit more and we've said this. In spite of who I've been, who I am, and who I want to be, what is the wise thing to do? So if who I want to be is I want to be married for the rest of my life, find a man or a woman for the rest of my life, then how I respond now to who I date, how far I go, has a big effect on who I want to be. In light of my past, if I've struggled in certain areas, probably right now is not the time to be doing X or Y. And you just fill in the blanks. That's what we've been talking about. What is the wise thing to do? If you just came out of an abusive relationship, a a relationship where maybe you went too far, now is not the time to start dating. Now is the time to kind of get, get back into, you know, setting your boundaries, setting your standards realizing what are the most important things in life in light of who I want to be. So that's what we've been talking about for the last three weeks. Last week we talked about sex, and uh, that was fantastic. And uh, this week we're going to talk about your time and my time. Hopefully everybody got a time card. You know what? I need my time card. Cece, can you get me a time card? I, I don't want, then you have to go get a time card because you're going to need a time card by the time we're done with it. Awesome. Thank you very much. Okay. Everyone got a time card. When I was uh, in high school and a little bit in college, I worked for an air conditioning company. I drove a truck. I was a grunt. I just moved stuff around. And uh, we filled out our own time card. And I, I love to work. It's just something I've always loved all my life because I, I, I've always wanted to earn money. Okay, and so that's why I became a pastor, by the way. Uh, But so um, and so what I do is I fill out my time card. And as long as the company had work, I loved it when they bid out a big job because I knew I could work 10, 11 hours a day and no one would ask me any questions. I could work hard and I'd write in there, you know, 10 11 and, and all, all during the week I'd be I wanted to get at the bottom I wanted like 55 or 60 because I knew my time had what value okay now it wasn't much value <laughs> it was like six dollars an hour but to me at the time that was great value and so I wanted that number down at the bottom to be as big as it possibly could at the end of every week because I was dating a girl who had just a lot of needs of, uh, you know, 
food and, you know, all sorts of gifts and stuff. No, I'm kidding. So I'd make that, I'd want that number to be, now I wouldn't cheat, you know, I wouldn't be like 72 hours, you know, but I, I, I wanted that number to be as big as possible, okay? And God has given you, everybody in here, a time card. It's called your life. And here it is, represented in, in, here's your life, one piece of paper, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This is it right here. Okay, and on the back, if you look, it has a memory verse, which I've taken the liberty of combining the New American Standard and the NIV, which I'm sure at some seminary they tell you not to do, but all the Greek words match up, so it works out fine. It says on the back, be careful how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of your time. Your time has value to God. As a matter of fact, in Psalms, if we can put that verse up there, Psalm 139.15, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place. When I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. Basically what that's saying is, God knew about you before you knew about you. Okay? Then it says this. Listen to this. Pull out your time card, take a look at it, and listen to me. Here it goes. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. Because you're sitting in this chair, because you're sitting in a chair, because you can breathe and you're, some of you are alert. <laughs> Others of you are just like, mm, okay. Right? Because you're alive, you're, you're a sentient being, you have a time card. Your time is valuable. Your life is valuable to God. Now with that comes a sense of responsibility. And what I want to do this morning is I want to talk about five things. They're actually not even in the Bible. They're common sense. You'll look at these five things and you'll go, why did I come to church this morning? I could have gotten this at any time management course all over the country. But here's the thing. We have to be reminded of this because after we go through these five truths that we know about ourselves, we're going to see what God thinks about those five truths and maybe when we come out of here this week when we fill out our time card we have a bigger number at the bottom okay so let's let's go over these five things real quick the first thing is that small critical investments over time reap large returns small critical investments over time reap large returns and we see this in all sorts of different areas in our lives okay because many of us have looked back over our life and we've said, where did my 20s go? <laughs> right? Where did my 30s go? I don't really remember that. Right? So I, I'm in my 40s now. I don't want to look back when I'm 50 years old and go, where did my 40s go? And so one of the key, key pieces of information for this morning as we begin to look at how God views our time is to understand that small critical investments over time reap large returns. And we see this in, uh, in, in, in uh, you know, our physical bodies, okay? If I go to the gym today and I go, I, we get done with the sermon and I start working out. I mean, I work out, all, I work out 24 hours, right? That's why they call it 24-hour fitness. You go once a year for 24 hours and you just bust it out, right? And then you're totally ripped, you look awesome and you're good for the year, right? Of course not. We know that. We know that 15 minutes a day, just 15 minutes a day is way better every day than 
24 hours once a year. We, we know that, right? This isn't rocket science up here, right? Did I spell critical right? Yeah, okay. All right, so, so we, we, we understand that. We understand that when it comes to our spiritual life, right? You could spend, I'm going to spend all day on Sunday reading the Bible. That is not going to have the same return as if you spend five minutes a day in the Word. At the end of a year, you will, be, you, you will have a better return on that investment. If di- small, we see it in our, 401, in our retirement, right? You don't, retirement planners don't say, look, here's what you do. When you get around 66, just dump $1.5 million in the bank and you're going to be good, <laughs> right? We know that. We know, hey, start when you're 18, 19 years old and put a little bit away every month. And at the end of that time, you'll have a return on that. It'll be a bigger investment than just, you can't, you can't do that at the end. We, we all know that. The second thing we know is that neglect has an effect as well. Everyone say, neglect has an effect. Okay, we know this. Again, this is not rocket science, okay? We know that when we neglect those little deposits over time, it has an effect, we know this with our car. You know, if you don't change the oil uh, and you just keep going and going and going and going, someday that neglect is going to have an effect on your car, right? Your body, if you don't exercise, if you don't eat right, that neglect is going to have an effect. If you treat your body poorly and you, you know, do whatever you do to get cancer, lung cancer, all this kind of stuff, stomach cancer, all this kind of liver, all that kind of stuff. Well, as you do that, over time, neglecting your body has an effect. We see it in our spiritual lives. We neglect our spiritual lives. We uh, uh, missing church all the time and staying out of the word and just kind of living our life and going, going, going. When we look back, we see that has an effect on our spiritual life. We can't handle crises as well as we normally would have had we spent that time in the word, had we spent that time in fellowship, had we spent that time in our small group. When, when something happens, we don't have the tools or the resources of a deep relationship with God to be able to handle it, okay? So neglect has an effect as well. Number three, there are rarely any immediate consequences for neglect. And this is one of the most crucial things we're going to see as we go into God's Word. There's rarely any immediate, uh, immediate consequences for neglect. So, here, so here, here, here's the deal. S- uh, January number one. January one. January number one. January first. Here you get a new pastor. No. January 1st, uh, you decide, this is, I dub thee the year of health. And so you get out and you get arm, you know, workout wristbands with, you know, WW, you know, JD, what would Jillian do? You got all this kind of stuff. You got the headband, you got the fanny pack, you got workout music, you got workout tapes. I mean, this is, this year, by the time this year is done, you are going to be so cut and so, it's like, it's almost unfair to your spouse because the, just the women and, or men, whichever you are, it's going to be flocking around. I mean, it's going to be, it's the year of health. So you start out and you're jamming. You begin to lose weight. You begin to get cut. You feel good about yourself. You go, let's say, let's say it's crazy and you actually make it six weeks. I mean, just, you just, this is it. You're breaking all the records you had before, right? And all of a sudden, on a Wednesday morning when you should go to the gym, somebody calls up and says, hey, uh, let's go out to breakfast. Yeah, right? Now, you miss a workout on Wednesday. There's no immediate consequence for that. 
None whatsoever. You could start Friday. You're not going to be extra sore. You're going to be fine. You go on a diet and you're doing great and you got your calories counted and your thing and you got notes on the fridge and everything's going great. And all of a sudden one day you just say, you know what? I'm going to eat a whole pie today. And you just eat an entire pie, right? Other than vomit because you but you you're not gonna the next day you're not gonna balloon out you know and it's like oh my goodness right there's rarely any but but here here's the thing listen listen this is where we get caught because we be this is how we get our time stolen because the urgent listen the urgent takes place of the important the urgent takes place of the important and so, yeah, we miss a workout, we miss a diet thing, we miss a 401k installment, we go to, you know, we're going to go change the oil in our car, and so, but we, on Wednesday, and we got caught up in something, and so it's two weeks later. There's not going to be any immediate consequences for that, okay? And I'm going somewhere with this, so hang on, okay? So that's number three. Number four, there's no cumulative value to the urgent things we allow to interfere, and you can add with the important after that, but there's no cumulative value. So here's the deal. Let's say you are the picture of health, and you go six weeks, and you're jamming, and you're just, people are calling you up, how do you do it, and you're about ready to start a DVD series of your own, you're just incredible, and you begin to miss, okay, and all of a sudden you get out of the routine, and all of a sudden after two months, two and a half months, three months, I come to you and I say, hey, how's that workout thing going? And you go, oh yeah, no, it's just, it's good, I, I, got, I, I have a joke with someone here at church where they say, whenever they ask me how my workout thing is going, I'm going, yeah, Monday's my big, that's when I'm going to get started again, right? And it's always Monday, you know, it's just a, I mean, it's funny between us is what I'm trying to say. Okay, so, so uh, you know, you, you, you go back and I go, oh, okay, so you, miss, you missed the last two and a half months. What do you have to show for that time? What is the cumulative value of missing what's important? Here's another example. Okay, we spend time with our kids. We spend time with our family. Maybe it's dinners or whatever. Okay, and you or you spend time with a spouse, any type of relationship, and you say, "Well, you know what? Oh, we just haven't done our date night. We haven't done this. I haven't been around the kids." Okay, oh, okay, no problem. What's the cumulative value of what you've done? Well, let's see. I I know on some mornings I, I read the paper, and so that was good. Okay, what do you have to show for reading the paper? Um. Well, a knowledge of current events that happened. Okay, great. What else you got? You know, what did you do? Oh, well, I watched a lot of football. I did this, I did that. Uh, if you look back over your life and you were to pick, and listen, everybody has it, those things in our life that we would say are critical, are very important. Relationship with God, relationship with our family, relationship with friends, right? Maybe finances or whatever i'm 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 not going to live your life but with the things that are important to you we can look back and this is the key we look back over a year of neglect and i we say what do i have to show for it but there's no cumulative value in the urgent when it takes place of the important okay number five in the critical areas of life you cannot make up for lost time you cannot, at the, your deathbed, go, get, get, gather my kids around. <laughs> now, kids, my, my, grand, <laughs> my grandfather tried to do this with me. Uh, he was getting older, and um, 
he said, I want to talk to you. So, you know, I'm like, okay, you know, uh, Grandpa, um, and, you know, how's it going? Good. You know, I, I never really felt that comfortable around him. So, you know, because we didn't spend any time together. So he tells me, you know, okay, you know, I you need to tell you what's going on. So he gives me a piece of advice that was literally the worst piece of advice relating to marriage I've ever gotten in my life. It was, in essence, he used different language than this. But he, in essence, said, look, if you want to go cheat on your wife, that's fine. But don't ever leave your family. Thanks, Grandpa. <laughs> okay. What? That's terrible, right? That's, that was it, right? But he, you can't, at the end of your life, go, you know what? I'm going to really, for the last five years, I'm going to really focus on my marriage. Now, you can do that, and your marriage will get better in those five years, but it will not make up for the 45 years of neglect. You cannot make up for lost time. I can neglect my kids all their life, and when they're 14, 15, 16, go, you know what? I blew it. This is, I, I messed up. From now on, it's dinner every night together. And I can do that, and our relationship will grow. But it will get to one level, okay, that that time gets to, and it will have not gotten to the level of all this time. You will have missed out. On the critical of er- in the critical areas of life, you cannot make up for lost time. This is why we look back on our lives and we go, where did my... You know, well, before we had kids, I look back at that time in my life when Lisa and I were married for five years before we had kids. I should have learned like five languages during that time. I had a lot of time during that time. I got nothing to show for it. I mean, I, I guess I got a healthy marriage, so that's great. But I, I just, I, I mean, you know, anybody can have that, right? right. So, so, but I look back and I go, you know, what, you know, what do I have to show for that? Nothing, Right? We, we all have times in our lives that we look back and we go, man, what if I had? I mean, during that time, if I had been in the Word every day, just five minutes. And this is the thing. Here's, we're going to look at what God has to say about it in just a second. Because uh, what he has to say is very important. As is typical when God is talking, okay? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, sorry. Here, here's the thing. When we neglect the important for the urgent, over time, we are going to reap consequences for that, okay? So here's what God says. He says this. It's in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15. Hmm, wonder where we might find that. It's in the back of our time card here, okay? It says this. Be very careful then. How you live, not as unwise, but as wise. We already know about that part of the verse, right? We Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. Now listen, with God's infinite wisdom, what, if I said to you, now listen guys, I want you to live a life that's very wise. I'm God, I created you. And what example would I use for a life that's lived in wisdom? I'd say, well now don't, Okay, don't have sex outside of marriage. Don't, you know, I'd give you a whole long list of things. God says, be very careful then how you live. 
Not as unwise, but as wise. And here's the example God uses for your life of living a life full of wisdom. It says this, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. I want you to live a life that is full, that is rich with wisdom. And here's how it's going to be marked. Your time. How you fill out your time card is going to be the measure by which you've lived a life of wisdom or of foolishness. How you spend your time. All our days have been ordained. We've been issued a time card. You don't know, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole thing. You could walk right out now and have a heart attack. I'm not worried about the person who's going to walk out and have a heart attack in the parking lot. I'm worried about the guy who's got another 30 years to live. How are you going to spend it? Or 50 years or 60 years. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to put a number on anyone's head there. How are you going to spend it? So God in his wisdom says, man, be very careful. Keep a lookout. Watch out for how you live. You have to be wise. You have to ask yourself, what is the wise thing to do? And here's my example, making the most of every opportunity. Now, the Greek here says this, making the most. If you're in, there's someone in here who actually has taken two years of Greek. This is just for you because I haven't a clue what that means. No. Okay. To rescue from loss, to redeem. Here's what the uh, real Greek says this. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, uh, but as wise. Redeeming the time. Rescuing the time from what? Loss. Time spent in foolishness is lost time. We've all experienced this, right? Haven't you experienced it? You plan a Saturday, a Sunday. Okay, good. You know, I can get a lot done. Now, now again, I'm, 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 I'm switching from spiritual to, to, to we, we can, we'll cross back over. But let's just say in our physical lives, we all know this. I, Saturday, I'm going to get up. I'm going to mow the lawn. I'm going to do this. I finally get to the things that I've neglected because of the urge. I'm going to get to all these things, right? And we, we, Saturday, we wake up a little bit later than we thought, okay? And, 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 then, and then it's breakfast time. I mean, you know, so you have to eat breakfast. So you eat breakfast. And then, and then, you know, you call your buddy or whatever. And by the time you get done, we've all had this happen to us. We say, where did the day go? I lost it. Now, all those things that we had that were important get thrown on top of us for the week to carry along, right? I'm going to show you another thing. You're going to say, John, this isn't very spiritual at all. I want to show you. I think I passed it already, the seven habits. Could you go back to that, please? Okay, Stephen Covey wrote a book called Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Thank you very much. Um, It was written in the 80s. Every Fortune 500... Uh, CEO has read this book and memorized it and put up little shrines in their office to it. It's a great book. It's a great book on how to manage your time, how to manage your life. I suggest everyone read it. But here's the thing. This is like a little time quadrant, okay? Now, follow with me here because we're going to get to the word and it's going to shed some light on this. There's four quadrants. There's urgent and not urgent, important and not important. And if you can get the book, put this on your fridge, put this on your in your wallet, put it in your car, whatever. Now, the urgent and and important, go ahead and put up that slide. These are crises, pressing problems, deadlines, projects. Urgent and important, okay? Your 
Ma- mother-in-law calls up and says, you know, your father-in-law's in the hospital. And, oh, my goodness, you know, he, we've, we've had an emergency. That is urgent and it's important and you need to deal with it right away, okay? Uh, you have a deadline. You, you know, if you're a student, they say the report's due on Friday. You got to get that report done. If you don't, you're in big trouble. That's urgent and important. The teacher said so, right? The second thing is not urgent, This is going to be hard for some of you to wrap your mind around. You mean there are things in life that aren't urgent? (laughs) Yes, believe it or not, but they're important. So me going out on a date night with my wife is not urgent. There's not a deadline. Well, it depends. If you talk to my wife, there is a deadline. But, you know, there's not a deadline. It's not urgent. It's not pressing. You know, it's not, if if we don't, something terrible is going to happen. Remember what I said? There's rarely any immediate consequences when we replace the urgent with the important. Okay? So this is preparation, planning, uh, prevention, relationship building, needed relaxation, self-care. This would be exercise. Spiritual care. This is where your quiet time fits in. It's important, but it's not urgent. Now, for some of us, we've made it urgent, which is fantastic. You know, but, but it's important. But if we start our quiet time at 10 in the morning or 10.05 or whatever, 6 in the morning, it doesn't really make that much of a difference, but it's important. Okay, the third quadrant. Urgent, but not important. Now, here... This is a lot of, this is where a lot of our, remember I said our culture has a flow, okay? This is where a lot of our life is spent. Needless interruptions, unnecessary reports, unimportant meetings, phone calls, email. I'll give you just a few quick tips on this third quadrant. Again, they're not in the Bible, but they're things that I've done to get me out of this quadrant because you want to be in quadrant two for living your life, okay? I, I don't have, when my internet browser pops up it's not cnn or fox news or anything news related okay and you can make an argument that neither are those but anyway uh nothing news related why because it's it's all of a sudden it pops up and you're like you see a picture and it's like whoa where does where's that fire oh my gosh and you start reading and soon you find 45 minutes has passed so i don't turn on my mail program until i'm ready to check my mail because why? What happens? You're working on something, and all of a sudden, brrr, oh, what's that? Oh, oh, it's a mail. Oh, you know, oh, they're having a picnic in three weeks. Oh, wow, this is fantastic. I don't think I'll be at the picnic. You know, it's like, right? right? There, it's, it's urgent because it pops up. Text messages. All of a sudden, you're there. You're with your family. Listen, guys, this is like, again, you're like, dude, you ever going to open the word? Well, I already have, number one. Number two, this is very, very important. You're with your family, that's important, not urgent. You're in quadrant two, and you get a text message. Oh, yeah. What's up? Nothing. What are you doing? Nothing. What are you doing? Cool. I'm with my family. Nothing. Right? Okay. You just went to quadrant three because it was urgent, but it's not important. Okay? Kids, honestly, youth. Okay, number <laughs> uh, quadrant, quadrant four. Now listen, 
This is trivia, busy work. These are online games, you know, Nintendo, all this kind of stuff, time wasters, irrelevant mail, some blogs. I mean, I know some people who spend time on the three, like even religious blogs, that is the biggest waste of nonsense I've ever heard. You go on excessive relaxation, excessive TV, other people's lives you've never met, like Brad Pitt, like, oh my gosh, and then what's going to happen? And he was on Oprah, and did you hear about this? And, you know, you know uh, uh, Kanye West interrupted Taylor Swift, I'm his own man. Okay, that's, that, is, that is all quadrant four there. Uh, Facebook, not all Facebook, but a lot of Facebook is in quadrant four, okay? So go ahead and get rid of that. Here's my point. Here's my point. Your, listen, your time, your time has value. And what God is saying in Ephesians is, redeem it don't let it be lost redeem the time can you go back up to that uh thing uh, again the the gr- greek word there sorry about that plus i just love that transition i spent seven hours on that transition right no i'm kidding right to rescue from what loss to redeem it listen I want to read another section of scripture right here. It's in uh, Psalms 39.4. Listen, this is so powerful. David just nailed it. Show me, O Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. You have made my days a mere handbreadth. In other words, it's just like, it's nothing to you. And, and I just lost my spot. Doggone. Okay. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Listen, each man's life is but a breath. Can we have that type of mindset as we go into this week and we fill out our time card? Look at, look at your week last week, your last month, your last year. What, what do I have to show for my time? Now listen, again, this is what I love about this series. For some of you, it's just going to look different for all of us, right? For me, the easy target in my own life is television, okay? I could literally not watch one more second of television, and my life will be just as rich as it ever will. I'll give you an example. I I was flying to, I went on a TV fast. Again, this is all my own example. This isn't, this is not applicable, Okay, if you love TV and you you like the family, that's your important family time, whatever. Okay, but this is just for me. Our important family time is rarely spent in front of the television. Uh, So I was going to Miami and it was like about uh, six years ago or five years ago. And there was was a hurricane in Miami and I didn't know about it. Okay, because I was on I was on like a media fast. And so. uh, so I had, I'd already booked my tickets, my hotel, everything. I'd set up meetings for all the, you know, with the, with the company and everything. And so we were all set, ready to go. And about the day before, someone says, you know, I can't believe you're still going to Miami. And I'm like, it's kind of my job. <laughs> I, I have to do it. And they said, no, because of the hurricane. Oh my, there's a hurricane? And, and by this time, my office would make fun of me daily for what I didn't know about current events, right? And so, that, you know, you don't know about the hurricane. Then they all could give me their facts, which were all conflicting, which I just loved. But no, it was 72 inches of rain. No, it was 7.2. No, you, you know, they'd argue. So they do the whole thing. So anyway, I, I call the airline. Hey, is the flight canceled? Nope, flight's not canceled. Oh, okay. 
I call my hotel. Are you guys underwater? Or you know, <laughs> can I still get you know breakfast in bed or whatever? Yeah. So no, 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 that's fine. I call my call my car company, car rental company. No, everything's fine. So I I land in. And, and sure enough, Miami is underwater. I mean, it's like literally everywhere you were not driving, uh, there was water everywhere, okay? Now, that would have been really important, urgent information, except for I didn't have any of it, and it didn't affect me one way or the other, right? It, it, didn't, it didn't do anything for me. It all worked out fine. And yet, when I get into the news, when I get into all this stuff, I spend so much, what? Time on urgent stuff that has no importance. A head, uh, listen, hear me, a head-on collision for me in, in San Diego when I live here has no importance in my life whatsoever. Now, it's sad, but here's what happens. Here's the current of culture, okay? When you look at your week this week, here's the current of culture. They replace the important for the urgent. If you pick up your feet and you allow the current of culture to sweep you down, you are going to end up with regret because all of the things that were important are going to be replaced with things that are quote-unquote urgent. Late breaking news, this coming in, this email, this text, this, and you will end up at the current. This is the job of corporations is to do this. You have to watch this. You have to buy this. You have to do that. Why? It's It's urgent. But it's not, and it's not important. And so the Lord is saying, be very, very careful how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. A wise person understands what is important. And then it says, make them redeem that time. Get that time back. Because all week long, we will be clocking in and clocking out of the kingdom of God. We'll clock in, we'll clock out. Now listen, again, for everybody, this looks totally different. So for some of you, in light of your past, how did you do with cable the last time you had it? In light of your present, do you really have time for it? In light of your future, cable might be the thing. For some of you, internet, I mean, again, I don't know, some of you, you have a relationship that just drains you. It's like texts every two seconds. It's you know, emails, it's phone calls, or whatever. It might be that that relationship needs to be broken off. Again, for everybody, it's different. This is why we say, in light of my past, in light of my present, in light of my future hopes and dreams, what is the wise thing for me to do? We're going to go into a time of communion. I just want to read one more scripture that I think really kind of sums it up. And you can write this down on your notes uh, to look it up this week. It's in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 17. It says this. If you address as father the one who impartially judges according to each one's time card, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay on earth. You say, in fear? Then I should watch the news. No, that's not what the word fear means. It's, fo- it's where we get our, our, our um, word phobia from. We talked about this when we were going through Ephesians. It's the idea of, I really don't want to end up at the end of this week with an empty time card. That frightens me to think of what I might have given up in the kingdom of God 
in order to just chase my tail around all week long. I'm really scared this month of ending up wasting my month, wasting this year, wasting my 20s, my 30s, my 40s. During my, the time of my stay here on earth, I have a phobia of wasting time. I have a phobia of getting before my God who impartially judges my time card and says, so how'd you do? 